Identity is a complex little thing, isn't it? It's something that separates us in society. Within society, we have groups, and these groups have their own cultural norms, ideas, identities, politics, so on, so forth, ideology, everything. These groups are unique. They are part of a large group, the large group being society, but within society, you have those small groups, and you interact a certain way, and culturally, you mesh in a certain way, and these groups interact with one another as well, and that's how society is formed. This is the identity that we have as individuals. And as individuals, our identity is so, so important. We often hear about terms such as an identity crisis, right? When you don't know who you are, you don't know who you belong to, you don't know what you are meant to be, who you are meant to be, what cultural norms do you accept, what cultural norms do you reject, what makes you, you. Not just your personality, right? Everything about yourself, the way you talk, your accent, the way you dress, everything is something that contributes towards your identity, right? Let's take me as an example, right? I want to talk about my identity today and why it is something that utterly confuses me and has been the reason for a lot of late night thought spirals, if you know what I mean. Just staying up, thinking about who am I? I'm a young guy. You're probably a young person as well listening to this, right? I'm 19 and I was born in Colchester. Colchester is this little town. If you don't know, you probably do know because most people listening to this are from Colchester. But if you're not, you understand that Colchester is this little town in Essex, technically a city now, I don't know why, it's a city apparently, but to me it will always be the town, alright, if I'm going into town I say I'm going to town, anyways, it's in Essex, it's about an hour away from London, it is, or when I grew up at least, it was a majority white town, nowadays it's a bit more diverse, but it's still majority white English, and anyone who's lived in the UK, well, anyway, in general, you understand that the demographics of an area will create an identity around it, right? English culture, and even that within itself has different subcategories. Working class English culture, middle class English culture, upper class English culture. All of these individual things have their own identity and they all have so much going on. It's interesting how much class defines the identity of different groups, even within a racial group, right? Anyways, I'm not white. I'm not English. I'm brown. I'm a Muslim, Bangladeshi, Bengali technically. Bangladeshi is a nationality, but we tend to say Bangladeshi and Bengali interchangeably, right? I'm Bengali. My parents immigrated here just before I was born, I think two, three years before I was born, right? They came straight to Colchester. My mum actually lived here a little bit in the 70s in London. 70s and 80s, something like that. Just briefly before going back to Bangladesh, because my grandfather had business here. And she grew up in a unique time. Right, when South Asians were still new to the country. Not new, new. They had been here for a few decades already. Almost a hundred years, actually, if you think about it in terms of like colonialism and whatnot. But it was a new wave of immigrants coming to the country. And things were different back then. I've always been told about it, how the communities would stick together in certain ways and how in other ways they would help each other and protect against one another. And even during times such as the very troubled periods where you had the Paki bashing incidents, if you don't know, Paki is a terrible slur to say towards Desi people and brown people in general because it was used by racist skinheads. And I hate the people who are like, oh, don't call them skinheads, it's a punk subculture. I don't care about your fucking music subculture, right? Skinheads are skinheads, right? They attacked my people, they fucked them up, they killed a lot of people. These skinheads would come around, they would hurt people, they would abuse older people because they couldn't fight back. Kids as well. Eventually, some Desis a lot of Bengalis, Pakistanis in London organised and fought back because the police weren't doing anything. That's a bit of a tangent, but that's the origin of the word Paki and Paki bashing, right? 
it was a difficult time, but the community spirit was there. And the community spirit in cities like London, Manchester, Birmingham, Bradford, is so big where there are a lot of brown people, right? Because it, you form your own little subculture. I wasn't born to have that luxury of subculture, of community, right? I was born in Colchester. I had my family here. And I'm a very fortunate person in that regard because I have a lot of family here. And my entire mum's side is in Colchester. I get to see them regularly when I was growing up. I get to see them a lot. But that was only my, that was my only real engagement with people from my culture within my family. I never really engage with people from my culture outside of my family like I do now. Of course, I'm at university. My worldview is widened. But in those formative years, right, I was so entirely limited to this small snapshot of my culture. We didn't have the London boroughs like Newham, Tower Hamlets, where there were so many Bangladeshis. You walk down the street, for example, in Brick Lane, everyone's speaking Bengali, right? And it's a very comforting feeling to be speaking your own mother tongue in public like that. I don't speak Bangladeshi in the streets because I don't go out with anyone who's fucking Bangladeshi in Colchester, right? I don't speak with anyone like that. I don't walk down with a group of Bengali friends because there's only a few here. I don't have that. Unless I'm with family, of course, or with the Bengali society on the campus of uni, Essex Uni. So, I feel like in my early years, right, growing up, you're not really aware of all of that. You're aware of it, but you're not aware of the impact it has on you. Like, nursery, for instance, when I'd go, I'd have to come to terms with people speaking a different language. Because at home, right, we all spoke Bangladeshi, Bengali. Bangla, Siliti, whatever you want to call it. That's what we spoke back home. But in nursery, they speak English, of course. And I learned English, obviously. I can, I'm speaking it to you right now, so I'm pretty good at it, I'd like to think. And being first generation, right, there's a lot that you learn, both your parents, your family, and yourself. Going from speaking your own mother tongue at home to speak in English, you start to slip up every now and then, right? I remember once or a few times actually in reception and the early years of primary school, I'd, I'd slip up, I'd be speaking with my friends and I'd call them Baya, which means brother, which is something that you call people who are older than you as a term of endearment, right? It's a respectful thing to call someone Baya. And I'd call them that and they'd be like, what? And I'd be like, oh, sorry, I meant to say your name, whatever. We'd move on, it meant very little. But at the time, you know, I'd brush over it. But looking back, I think, well, this is the beginning of my identity crisis beginning, you know? Like, who was I? Who was I? Because whenever I say my name to people, since a very early age, right, I would say my name the way people on the register would say my name. Because at home, my name's pronounced differently. If you know me in real life, you might know me as Shad. Shadman, right? Shad, Shadman. That's normally how I introduce myself. But the way my name is actually pronounced is Shadman or Sudman. These are two pronunciations, but both are very valid. And that's how my family calls me. And it is so confusing thinking that you don't really know what your actual name is. Because Shad is equally a valid name. That's how people call me, right? You are what people call you. And that's how I introduce myself as well to most people these days. I'm like, oh, my name's Shad, man. Call me Shad. I like it. I've been rolling with it for years. I like the name. It's catchy. It's quick. It's simple. Most people can pronounce it. Whereas Shadman, Shadman, you have to negotiate with people a little bit. Like, oh no, you say it like this. You say it like this, right? There's nothing wrong with that. 
I think people should make an effort to pronounce the name correctly. I always try to make sure that I can pronounce my friends' names correctly if they're not if they're not got an English name, you know. It's a respectful thing, but I never really let people do it for me. I never really was like, oh no, pronounce my name like this, because at an early age, it's such a hassle. The amount of times people would mispronounce my name entirely, and then sometimes, you know, the class would laugh, and it wasn't like anything mean, but you think to yourself, would they be laughing right now at my expense if my name was fucking John or Bob? Anything, just simple English, Samuel, I don't know. Just a white name. Your crisis begins at a very early age then, right? And then secondary school comes along and suddenly you're submerged in all of these little social caste systems, right? Popularity, different groups. Are you a nerd? Are you a neek? Are you popular? Like, what are you in secondary school? We cared about it so much back then. We gave so much of a shit about who we were in secondary school, right? All of us, not just brown people, everybody in secondary school. That's how teenagers are, right? You're hormonal, you're fucking nuts. You just want to be everything. You want to be so popular you want to be this you want to fit a niche you look down upon other people if we're being honest teenagers are very mean right they're very territorial very tribal i was no different but i didn't know what tribe i belonged to i wasn't a popular kid i wasn't exactly a nerdy kid either i didn't have a group of brown friends to go to i was one of the only brown kids in my secondary school right there were a few of us but all of us were born in colchester we didn't have that what i would call the london mindset because londoners who are brown are very different to people outside of london who are brown we are kind of, as they would say, whitewashed. And I hate that fucking term so much because it's true. I am whitewashed. I have this white culture instead of what I feel like should have been my brown culture. If I was born in London, I would be a very different person. The accent I'm speaking with you right now, right? Any person who recognises British accents will be able to tell this is not a London accent, right? This isn't a London accent. And people would associate a London accent with multiculturalism. MLE, Multicultural London English, is a whole dialect of English spoken in London by a lot of different ethnicities. And Bangladeshi, Bengali is one of them. They speak MLE, they speak in a certain way. I don't speak in that way. Sometimes I do, sometimes I code switch. If I'm in London and I'm speaking with a bunch of other Londoners, it makes more sense for me to speak in a slightly more MLE, Londonized way. But that is not common. I don't often do that. I don't often go out. This is the most natural way of speaking for me. This weird mix of an Essex accent with a little bit of London twang but mostly Essex right it's a white accent I suppose in that way it's interesting how race determines your accent and how race is like grouped with your accent and how race is a construct in that way as well because clearly I'm not white my skin is brown I'm a brown person I'm from Bangladesh right I, I'm a Muslim I eat certain foods I live my life a certain way I have a different set of traditions and cultural norms but I speak like a white person. What the fuck does that even mean? Why do we have to speak a certain way? My crisis has heavily been involved with that. I have been trying to carve out an identity for myself. Every aspect of life, right? Every turn of my life. And every now and then, someone would just come and shit all over and say, Oh, you sound so white. Why do you sound so white? And I'd be like, what do you mean? How do I sound white? I'd say, oh, well, you just, you don't, your accent is like very Essex. I'm like, okay, because I was born in Essex. Does that make me white? And they'd be like, no, 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 but you know what I mean. I don't know what you mean. What do you mean by that, right? Am I somehow less brown because I speak in a certain way because I was raised outside of a big city? In secondary school, there was something that you come across a lot. And I hate myself for this looking back, right? I would make myself the fucking joke amongst my friends. I'd be like, oh, haha, brown, haha, terrorism. All of these fucking jokes. 
and I let him slide. I would let them make these jokes. I would let them say these things because I thought it was funny because I wanted to fit in. I wanted to be liked by my friend group. But I, maybe I was liked by my friends at the time, right? But at the same time, at what cost? I was giving away my dignity, my integrity as a person just for some shit jokes because I wanted to fit in with a group that I didn't really consider my own in the first place, right? These people weren't brown and I have a lot of friends from different races, but I, if I'm being honest, I wanted brown friends. I wanted to be around a group of people I relate with, you see, because I would always notice my white friends talking about family life and how they could relate with loads of things. Christmas is one of the big ones, right? Because English people, Christian people, they talk about Christmas with a lot of joy. They're excited for it. They're thinking to themselves, oh, I can't wait for Christmas. Christmas coming up, we're going to be doing this, this, that, we're going to see family, and then they'll relate, like, oh yeah, I love turkey, I love all of this stuff. And I'd sit there at the lunch table in school thinking, I can't relate with any of this. Like, yeah, we do the Christmas dinner sometimes, it's an excuse to bring family over, but it's nothing like what they do as a, a festival thing, right? It's just a day off for us, because everything's closed. It's not even really a day off, some people work on Christmas Day still. A lot of us do, because that's the one day, you know, we. it makes sense for us to work on the day where English people would rather stay home. We get extra pay. It works out for you guys. That's how it goes. I didn't have friends in secondary school who I could talk about Eid with, for example. The Muslim festivals. I couldn't talk about that. There was Ramadan, alright? And every year I'd explain what Ramadan was to my friends and they would, you know, very kind of them. They would understand. They'd try to learn more about it. They wouldn't tease me with food or anything like that. They'd understand that, oh, he's going to be in a different mood because he's not eating, he's not drinking water. That was the closest I got to a cultural thing but I was alone in that that was something that I carved out myself that's something that I said alright guys for this month for this many days I'm going to be doing this thing and this is why I'm doing this thing but I never had a group of people to talk about it with to relate with I know like it's such a privilege in my eyes a luxury to be able to sit down with a group of people and you just connect you understand something right you share so much in common I had to build everything that I share in common with people who aren't from my own race in Colchester. And it has its pros and cons. I feel like I've become someone who is able to be interested in a lot of things. And I've really widened my world of view because you mix with so many different people anywhere in the world, right? And the more open you are to mixing with different people, the more you learn about those different people, their cultures, their, their rights, their passages, their traditions, their food. Food is a big one, you know? I always ask people... They say they're from a different country. Oh, what's your food like? What's your favorite dish? Because food is just a love language in a certain way. You learn so much about someone's culture from their food. You learn about the geography, what grows in that country. If you learn about what grows in the country, you learn about what labors in the country. You learn about society as a whole, just from food, in my opinion. That's how I think, because that's a very disconnected way of thinking. But what about you as yourself? You know, like, I... I wish I had Bengali friends in secondary school to just sit down with and talk about with, or even just Desi friends in general, people from Pakistan as well, Muslims, just a group to chat with. It would have helped me carve out that identity at such a young age. And it's those formative years where you are really carving out that identity. I'm still a young guy, right? There's many more years to carve out this identity, but now that when I, whenever I talk with people from London now and Manchester or whatever, just brown areas quote unquote yeah and they talk to me there's a clear disconnect there's a clear difference in the way that we have been raised and the way we live our lives i feel like i can't mix with people who aren't brown as well but i can't mix with people who are brown either right i'm too brown for white spaces and i'm too white for brown spaces does this make sense to you 
it's a complicated issue, right? It's like I've been I've been raised in such a white town that I've just I know some things. I speak in a certain way. I have a certain accent. I have a certain demeanor. I dress in a certain way sometimes, right? I don't I don't follow the same norms and traditions as you would in London. But at the same time, I've got my own identity. My own identity that's so different to the one that's local that I don't really fit in here either. Like even amongst the white people, I don't fit in. I speak a different way to them in their ears. I look different, very obviously, because of my skin color. And skin color is something that you can never change. It's always going to be with you, right? And I, I'm very proud of my skin color. I used to not be proud of it. Oh, in secondary school, I wished I was white for quite a few years. I hated myself for it. It was a big part of my resentment, right? Growing up, I just resented my skin colors. Like I wish I was white. Life would be so much simpler and stuff. It's a struggle that I think a lot of immigrant families go through. A lot of immigrant kids, they come here and they think to themselves, why am I like this? Why can't I be fitting in with everyone else? Because you don't have anyone that you share in common with. You don't have people that you think, oh, these are my people. These are people I hang out with. These are people I'm comfortable with. I have people I hung out with. I have a lot of really good friends. A lot of really good friends. They're just not Bengali, right? Having Bengali friends would have alleviated so much of that crisis for me, I think. I wouldn't have resented my skin colour for as long as I did. I wouldn't have resented the way I spike for as long as I did. I've always felt like an imposter in a certain sense. I've always felt like I don't belong where I am. If I'm out in town and I'm walking, I'll notice sometimes people stare at you like you're some fucking specimen, right? They look at you like you are different. You shouldn't be here. And that's, that happens less and less now because this town is becoming more and more diverse and Thanks to uni students, they bring a lot of culture over here as well and people get used to it when they see a lot of uni students around from all over the world. But sometimes you still get stares. And when I was younger, you'd get stared at a lot, alright? Especially when it was a festival, right? Like Eid or Ramadan and you were dressed in cultural clothes, walking down somewhere. I love wearing cultural clothes, but I don't love the stares that it comes with, right? People always joke about, oh, I love the attention, blah, 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 when people stare. But they're joking. No one fucking loves being looked at like you're an animal. It's such a dehumanizing feeling. It's like, why do you stare at me? Why do you make fun of me like that? Am I that different from you? Just because I dress a certain way, because I have a certain culture. I feel like you are excluded from society in a certain way. Not society as a whole, but the local group. The local groups, you, are not, you aren't part of it. You don't get invited to the same things because a lot of them are drinking at certain times, doing certain things. You're not a part of all of that because of your faith, because of your culture, your traditions. You don't have that identity. You don't have that strong identity. That's what it is. You have no strong sense of identity. You have to carve one out yourself. And what do you carve out using? Do you do you take the political route? Personally, right? I used to be a very political person. I used to be heavily aligned with certain ideologies. And certain ideologies would say, oh, you have to be with us because you're this certain way. Oh, you have to be with us because you're this certain way. You've got to be this wing, that wing, whatever. Nowadays, I look towards all politicians and I resent them. I hate them. I want to fucking kill them all because they are disgusting to me, right? They have taken our precious identities, our very personal and valuable identities, and carved them into fucking politics. What sort of monster does that, right? They've taken something that makes us us, our personalities, and they've turned them into a talking point in some shitty little parliament somewhere because, I don't know, and the media eats it up. The media conveys it everywhere. The media creates this scare. Look what these immigrants are doing. Look what these foreigners are doing. They're not English. They act a certain way. Isn't that scary un and unfamiliar? I hate it. I really hate it. And 
I'm starting to see lately. I never used to be bothered by this, right? I was never, I would never ever, I was bothered by this. When, okay, maybe when I was very young. Maybe when I was growing up, I'd, I'd go on the internet and you'd read some really mean comments about your race. But when you're a teenager, you're, you're argumentative. You want to fight back. You want to, you say shit back, right? And that makes you feel powerful. And you say shit back and if you're good at arguing, you can really make a good point here. But ultimately, arguing with these people is utterly fruitless. So you grow up a little bit more and you realise, I can't be arguing with these people all the time. So you stop arguing with these people. You stop arguing with the internet racists and the real life racists and stuff. You just sort of let it slide almost. Turning a blind eye, but everywhere I look now, I see so much implicit racism. They've turned my fucking race into a joke online, right? I see so many people mocking it. Recently, right, I saw with the Qatar World Cup and how Qatar, uh, a lot of the fans were like uh, from Desi backgrounds and apparently Qatar is paying these people to be fans, to generate support for the fans and give give the World Cup a more lively environment, audience or whatever. I don't know, I don't really care about the World Cup like that. But that's what they're doing. And instead of comments, you know, online, on social media, talking about how Oh, it's a shame they couldn't get people to fly in and support the fans naturally, you know. It's comments saying how fucking silly that they look, how stupid they are, that, oh, it's just like Bradford. Oh, it's just like Manchester. Oh, look, they've got all of Bradford out here. It's like white people have carved out this disgusting little nook for us to live in, right? It's like they've sent us all to Bradford. We, we They didn't send us to Bradford. We went there voluntarily. We chose to immigrate and settle in places like Bradford, Manchester, East London because that's where our people were. That's why it was familiar for us. And they and now they're they have the audacity to say, Oh, you were never English in the first place. You were never one of us in the first place, right? You're not one of us. You're a fucking foreigner. Even if you have a British passport, I've got a fucking British passport. I've always had a British passport, right? I've got the new one as well, blue. I've had the old one. What was it? Burgundy, maroon. I've always had it. And the audacity of white people to say, no, you're not British, you're a fucking foreigner, way. They're everywhere. They're disgusting, mate. They're fucking pigs. How am I any less British than you are, right? You might call yourself English, but even then, how am I any less English than you? I've lived in England my entire life, 19 years. You might say, oh, you don't celebrate these things. Do you celebrate those things? You use it as a chance to go see family, right? Christmas Day. So do I. I don't celebrate Christmas per se, but it's a day off for my entire fucking family, right? We all hang out together. We eat food together. Is that not in essence the same as your Christmas? Are you really that religious that you think that Christmas is this essential Christian holiday, right? Like, it's a day off for most people. I understand the Christian aspect of it. But from my experience, a lot of white people, English people, aren't particularly religious. They just enjoy the holiday aspect of it all. And that's okay. So what makes it wrong for me to do the exact same thing? What makes it different when I do the exact same thing? Am I not still celebrating a holiday? Am I not still celebrating time with my own family, right? The thing is with brown people, us brown people, right? We can never naturalise into society when society looks at us always by our skin colour. They'll always say in the UK, racism is dead. There is no racism because you have this part here, they live here, same rights, so on and so forth. There is so much implicit racism, racism that you don't see directly, racism that isn't spoken to directly because people look at you a certain way when you walk down a certain street, a certain town, you go a certain somewhere, right? I went to Cornwall for holiday. The way people fucking look at you like you're a foreigner, like you're not English. Oh, what are these foreigners doing all the way over here in England? I'm not a foreigner. I'm English. I'm, I'm on a staycation like everyone else in Cornwall right now, right? I was speaking with a guy from Leeds there. He was, he was, he's having he's a great time. He, was, he came from Leeds to go on a holiday in Cornwall. I'm doing the exact same thing. So why do you look at me funny and not him funny? 
why would you not assume that he's somewhere from somewhere else? Because if you are from Eastern Europe, for instance, and you immigrate here and you settle, eventually your kids can pass as English because they have white skin. And race is such a silly thing ultimately, right? Because there are features that can tell you what certain race you are, but it's still a social construct. Ethnicity is to an extent a genetic thing, but at the same time, it is based on language, culture, so many more factors than just race and physical identity and physical aspects, right? It's such a silly thing to get all hung over about. But at the same time, it defines us culturally. And now there's so much racism in this country. There's always been racism in this country, but I can see it getting worse and worse. And people look at you like you're something else. I can't help but think, are some of our brown brothers, have they made it worse themselves? Have they forced themselves into a situation where they've excluded themselves from society, right? And you might look towards East London and say, oh yeah, well, they only hang out with one another, right? They only hang out with other Bengalis, other brown people. But why wouldn't they? In the fucking 70s, white people were marching around our neighbourhoods, killing young people, old people, anyone that this was vulnerable. Why would they hang out with white people when that trauma lives with them, with their families, right? Because their parents grew up during those times and their parents remember how dangerous those times were, how scary it was to walk around. And that gets passed down to the kid in the form of teaching them, right? Teaching them to be scared of something. The same way that a parent would teach you to be scared of snakes or spiders, right? Kids learn their fears from their parents. When you see your parents scared of something as a kid, you're naturally going to be scared of that too. It's a defense mechanism. It's a way that we pass lessons down to our children. Survival, very primal, right? Cultural identity is something that is incredibly complex to me. I don't know who I am. I don't know who I belong to. I used to call myself British Bangladeshi, but even now I think, am I British at all? Am I Bangladeshi at all? Because take me to Bangladesh, drop me into fucking Silet, Dhaka, whatever, right? I'm not going to fit in there. I'm not going to be able to speak the language properly. The language that I learned as a kid is not the language that I know now, right? It has gotten so bad. It's become so degraded because I speak English more often now. I've started forgetting words. My own parents. I can't communicate with my own parents as I used to when I was younger because I don't remember certain words anymore. And they don't know English to the same level that I know it. And this means that conversations that people may have with their parents in a very detailed intellectual manner, I can't do the same as easily, right? I struggle. I struggle to put words together to explain how I feel, to explain my own feelings, to explain what I did. Right at uni, for example, because I don't know the fucking words for it. I don't know the words. And it's so hard to relearn it all because amongst all of this, you're still living life. You're still out and about. You're still going to uni. You've still got social obligations. You're learning. You're working jobs. You're living life. You're surviving. How am I meant to fit in relearning an entire cultural identity amongst all of that, right? I could do an hour every day. Facility language resources aren't exactly easy to come by, are they? At a point, you have to sit back and wonder... You know, who am I? What am I? Why am I here? I'm I'm not truly Bangladeshi and nor am I truly British. And the idea of Britain seems to be getting worse and worse with the passing days, with the colonial legacy. You know, who wants to be British anymore? Who wants to identify as what was a terrible empire that led to the oppression of millions of people over hundreds of years, right? And with the Scottish wanting to leave, the Welsh having a building national identity... The idea of Britain might not even exist anymore. It will just be England, Scotland, Wales, Northern Ireland. Even Northern Ireland might just become Irish again. At that point, where will that leave us? 
brown people who weren't born in communities of established brown people brown people who weren't born in london manchester birmingham brown people with a fucking essex accent like me right where do we go what happens to us do we do we choose a side do we have to choose a side why do i have to choose a side why can't i just live my life peacefully i want nothing more than to be completely unaware of the politics of this country i don't want to be involved in the politics of this country i don't see this country as mine anymore i want to go about my day live my life work a job raise a family make money come home cook food eat food say hello to loved ones say goodbye to loved ones i want to do these very simple things that people take for granted because i don't see myself as being able to have that anymore without political involvement and i don't want to be politically involved i resent politics so so much nothing pisses me off more than when some fucking oh god some posh guy doesn't matter where from some guy who's come from a very good background comes up to me and starts going off about his politics about how they should live life how i should be part of their side because oh we're so accepting we're so diverse i don't give a fucking rat's ass about your diversity mate i want to live my life without giving a shit about politics all right it's good that you have a cause right but i'm not a tool for your cause i'm not here to be use and to be targeted to all the certain people i'm not here to fill in any points on a spreadsheet i'm not diversity i am me i'm shad shad man shad man shad man whatever you want to call me that is who i am not a fucking number not anything to be argued about in the media i'm not a headline either i'm not a headline about rising knife crime statistics or about oh british indian curry houses blah 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 blah. none of that i'm none of that all right I'm an individual. I want you to see me as an individual. I want you to look past just my race, right? It's so baffling to me. Why have I put race at the forefront of everything for so long? Now I realise it's not just about the race, but we are so unavoidably defined by that race in an international world. When everything's so this so connected, you can't help but fall into these grooves, right? Drawn out by race. And these grooves are suffocating. I feel like I cannot escape the chasm that it leaves you in. Chasm, chasm, who fucking knows? I don't care. Anyways, that's that's half an hour. Wow, half an hour speaking. Good fun that was. What do you think? How do you think your identity has been shaped? Are you from an immigrant background? Are you local born? If you're local born, do you think that makes you different? Does it? Do you think it makes you fit in better? Or do you have your own different identity crisis? I would imagine that even if you are local born, a lot of different factors would affect how you form your identity, you know. In the UK particularly, I think being from an LGBTQ background might affect it heavily because it was so persecuted for a long, long time, right? Or any other background, Eastern European, immigrant in general. It's interesting, isn't it, how much our backgrounds define us. Anyways, I think that's enough for today. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye.